where Brother B.H. Roberts was called into a quorum in the 70. And about four years later, his friend J. Golden Kimball was called into the 70. And after a few more years, B.H. Roberts became the president of the quorum. And when they went to speak at a state assignment um, at one of the state conferences, B.H. Roberts determined that he would speak in the middle and that J. Golden Kimball would be the concluding speaker. B.H. Roberts then proceeded to talk for over an hour. And when he was finished and sat down, there was only two minutes remaining in the meeting. And so Jay Golden Kimball stood up and said, D.H. Roberts is the president of the quorum. Someday he'll die, and I'll be the president of the quorum. And then he sat down. <laughs> in our faith, we value testimonies. In fact, we value testimonies so much that we set aside a sacred space and a sacred time once a month so that we can get together and share our testimonies with each other. How do we define a testimony? What is an acceptable testimony to have? Let me start off by saying that scriptures repeatedly talk about us as God's children receiving inspiration in the weakness of our own language. And so I, I can see to you today that I'm going to share with you from, my, from the weakness of my own language some of the words that I think we use when we frame a testimony and what those words mean to me. You may have them mean something different to you, and you certainly have a right to that. What is a testimony? There's an old definition on LDS.org. It's been on there for years, and it says this. And I want you to think about, like, maybe the rigidness of this definition. A testimony is a spiritual witness given by the Holy Ghost. The foundation of a testimony is the knowledge that Heavenly Father lives and loves His children, that Jesus Christ lives and that He is the Son of God, and that He carried out the infinite atonement, that Joseph Smith is the prophet of God who is called to restore the gospel, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Savior's true church on the earth, and that the church is led by a living prophet today. Now, there's a definition that's made its way on LDS.org in about the last year and a half. Let me share this one with you and see if you can see some of the differences. A testimony is a conviction, a knowledge or belief in a truth. Pure testimony begins with pure belief. Your testimony is a spiritual witness of what you believe and know to be true. Believe or know, sorry. When you share your testimony, the purest and most powerful parts will come from words like know, believe, testify. Even if you don't know right now if everything about the church is true, Heavenly Father will bless you and help you learn as long as you have a righteous desire to know and you sincerely try to learn. Think about the differences between those two. Let me share a few words that we use to describe testimony. The first one is knowing. D&C section 46 says to know is a gift from God. To some it says is given by the gift of the Holy I'm sorry. To some it is given by the Holy Ghost to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was crucified for the sins of the world. There are many examples of those who know throughout the scriptures. To know is a gift from our Father in heaven. Knowing is a high level, to me, this is my definition, knowing is a high level of certainty, and it is to have overwhelming evidence to back up one's knowledge. But we use other words too, because there's other gifts that are spoken of in the same scripture. I'll read that verse 13 again, but add 14 to it. 
To some it is given by the Holy Ghost to know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he was crucified for the sins of the world. To others it is given to believe on their words, that they might also have eternal life if they continue faithful. Another word that we use within scripture, within our culture, within our theology is the word faith. Hebrews 11.1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Alma 32 reinforces this in the mouth of two or three witnesses, right? Faith is not to have a perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if he have faith, he hope for things which are seen, which are true, which are not seen, sorry, which are true. I love that, right? Faith is this idea that you have to kind of step out into the darkness a little bit. That you don't have, like, this overwhelming evidence around you. Alma begins to preach in uh, chapter 32 about the value of faith versus knowing. And he begins to speculate to some extent before he kind of cuts himself off. I wish he would have continued his sermon on this subject. But he kind of cuts himself off, and you can see that in this chapter. He begins to speculate that faith may be actually greater than knowing. Listen to his words. Blessed is he that believeth in the word of God. And is baptized without stubbornness of heart, yet without being brought to know the word, or even compelled to know, before they will believe. Is this faith? Behold, I say unto you, Nay, and here's the key. For if a man knoweth a thing, he hath no cause to believe in it, for he knoweth it. We also use the word believe within our, our faith as well. And there's lots of scriptures that the Savior uses where he talks about being believing. And after eight days, again, his disciples were with him. And Thomas was with them. And Thomas gets a bad rap. We, we titled him the, the Doubting Thomas. But I think most of us in this situation would have been searching and struggling for the same things that he was looking for. And Thomas was with them, and then came Jesus, and the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be unto you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach hither, Thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. We also use the word hope. To me, hope is to continue on in spite of worry. Or concern pressing against us. Romans 8.24, I think, captures this beautifully. For we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? Romans 5.5 says this, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. You see, Christ seems to honor those who take a leap of faith without knowing at times, without seeing, without certainty. For those who don't know and only believe, Christ seems to be saying that such is praiseworthy and to be honored. Some within our faith go from knowing to perhaps having a testimony that would be framed by one of these other words. Others start at hope and find themselves one day knowing. Our faith journeys are individual, and each stage is a gift from God. 
Each day is a gift from God. Not to be cast aside by ourselves and not to be mocked by others. Let me say it another way. Just as the apostles would, would debate with each other over who would be on the right hand and on the left of the Savior in the next life because of what they had done or didn't do or what their valiancy was or wasn't, maybe we should recognize that whether one's testimony at present is knowing or faith or belief or hope that it should be honored as a gift from God and that we should spend little time getting I'm sorry, we should spend little time gauging which is superior. Elder Holland told a story a couple conferences ago. He talked about a 14 year old boy that recently came to him and said a little hesitantly, Brother Holland, I can't say yet that I know the church is true, but I believe it is. Elder Holland said he hugged that boy until his eyes bulged out. I told him with all the fervor of my soul that belief is a precious word, an even more precious act. And he never need apologize for only believing. I told him that Christ himself said, Be not afraid, only believe. There are many in our faith who don't know. I add my heartfelt assurance to that of Elder Holland's. Belief is precious. Hope is precious. Faith is precious. These should each be praised and honored. President Utorf added, if you cannot muster faith right now, then begin with hope. If you cannot say you know God is there, you can hope that he is. You can desire to believe, and that is enough to start. Elder Holland added again in his talk, he said, the size of your faith or the degree of your knowledge is not the issue. It is the integrity you demonstrate toward the faith you do have and the truth you already know. Some quotes within our faith have taught that where faith is, there can be no doubt. May I suggest that we at least consider the possibility that the opposite of faith is certainty. And that truly, to act in faith, that perhaps faith and doubt are two sides of the same coin. That to have faith is to move forward towards Christ in spite of our doubts. In spite of our troubling thoughts, in spite of our worries, and in spite of our perplexing questions. May I finish with a quote from the Savior. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain men which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid. Only believe. Brothers and sisters, I know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. In that when I've applied the principles of the gospel in my life, I've seen its fruits for bear witness. I also have seen its fruits bear witness in the lives of others when they've lived the gospel of Jesus Christ. I also believe in God, a loving Heavenly Father who loves us, who cares about us. I believe in the Book of Mormon as scripture. When I've applied its principles, it draws me closer to the Savior. I have faith in Christ. I do not know if he was historical or not, but I bear witness that I know that I've been changed by both his grace and his mercy. For me, that is enough to press forward in faith. I have faith in the atonement and all that that means. I have hope in the restoration. I have hope in the church. I have hope that families are together forever. 
I have hope that a church is led by modern revelation. I press forward in the gospel of Jesus Christ, working to live true to my knowledge, my faith, my beliefs, and my hopes. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.